Welcome to Pivot, where we talk with leading event promoters, brand marketers, destinations, and fun development experts on how their work has changed and continues to change as a result of the pandemic. We will explore creative ways these industries have adjusted to these unpredictable times. You'll have an inside look at how organizations and large-scale events are strategically changing to meet today's new normal. It's a look back as well as a look to the future and the dynamic days ahead. Please welcome host Tavi Fulkerson, founder of the Fulkerson Group, a sponsorship and marketing agency based in Detroit, Michigan. Today, please welcome Jason Langwell, who's the executive director of the Rocket Mortgage Classic that just took place, oh, a couple of weeks ago, I'd say, Jason, right? Yeah, hard to believe it was just a couple of weeks ago, but good to be with you, Tavi. Yes, great to be with you, too. And what a golf tournament it was. I came over on Friday. You had a little rain on Thursday. That must have mm-hmm. been uh, challenging. But I came on Friday, and you guys were hopping. There were a lot of people there. There really was. I mean, the community has really supported this event. We're so fortunate to have a great community here in Detroit of fans that aren't just fans of golf, but they're fans of Detroit, and they come out to support both. Yeah, we had a lot of people out there, and I think everyone after, you know, 18 months or so, they were ready to come out and have some good summer fun, and and they did. We were changing the course initiative with the benefactors of that. You know, in spite of, like you said, a little weather early in the week, we ended up having, uh, you know, the Mother Nature cooperated over the weekend, and we had an excellent event with uh, with a great, exciting finish that uh, really benefited the community. Yes, I was reading some of the sports stories. I don't know if you know, Jason, I grew up in a golf family. My brother was a state oh. golf champion, and he went to uh, the University of Texas on a full golf scholarship when Ben Crenshaw was there. Oh, my so God. I, I grew up in a golf family, but I must admit, I kind of know some by osmosis, but my head was mostly in a book during that time when I was a kid. (laughs) But, you know, it is such a highly, highly competitive and difficult sport. And there's so many different golfers, athletes that compete against each other. How do you decide who's going to come to Detroit? How does that work in terms of who participates? Well, that's one of the interesting parts about it, Tavi, is that we, uh, you know, unlike other professional sporting events, if you're an operator of a professional sporting event, many times the teams are kind of organized, right? The league organizes a schedule and the teams just kind of show up, right? You know who's coming on certain days and, you know, the participants are already kind of predetermined for you. For PGA Tour events, uh, we have to go out and recruit our own field. You know, we have 156 players that compete in our field, but those professional golfers have a, a choice to make. They have over fi- about 50 PGA Tour events that they can play in every year. And out of that, they choose anywhere from 20 to 30 events that they decide to play in. So events have to go out and state their case and as to why a, a golfer should call this, that event their home for one week out of a year, out of maybe 20 different, 20, 25 different places that they call home. And so you know, myself, uh, Casey Herbis from Rocket Mortgage and others will go around in the off season to other professional events and post ourselves up in the back of the driving range and wait for some of those players to come up and we'll We'll put our uh, sales pitch on and talk about all the great things happening in the city of Detroit. We get a great golf course and just a great city that awaits them and experience for their family. And, uh, you know, we're still a new event, right? We're only, I I like to say this, we've had our third year one uh, this year. So we, we've gone out and uh, told them about all the great things we're doing. And we're starting to build a great reputation for ourselves. Players love the golf course. They've enjoyed the experience here. And so, so there's a recruitment effort. 
And um, after that's all said and done, pros over the course of the year decide to go into a little portal they have and hit the commit button to commit to the Rocket Mortgage Classic. And when it's all said and done, there's, you know, hundreds of players that could commit to play. Um, but based off of previous year rankings, how players have done over the course of time, there's a hierarchy. And Jason Day happened to be towards the top of our hierarchy this year. And so Jason Day committed. You end up with 156 players when it's all said and done. You really do have to have star power. I mean, the star power is yeah. what starts to bring the audience out, like a Phil Mickelson sure. or other players, a Bubba Watson, players that people are very familiar with and they want to see play. But that's got to be something. I mean, the city of Detroit has such a unique story about itself and its evolution and how the city is changing. And I know that Rocket Mortgage, of the Rocket Mortgage Classic, has had a tremendous amount to do with the evolution of how our city is progressing. When I was over at the, um, at the golf club, the Detroit Golf Club, I couldn't help but notice that you've done a lot of improvements to the facility as well as the course. Yeah, no, we have worked together closely. Rocket Mortgage, us as an event, Detroit Golf Club, it's a partnership. Um, and we've put together plans right from day one uh, to make improvements to the golf facility um, as a whole and, uh, and, and participate in that together. We're there as a partner, as a guest, one week a year. Um, the other, you know, 51 weeks a year, if you will, it's Detroit Golf Club's um, club and their members. And we work really closely with Mark Douglas, Keith Szynski, uh, Pat Flynn, the entire leadership team at Detroit Golf Club to put together a plan to improve the golf course. They already had a plan. Right. The golf, every golf club has a plan to improve themselves for themselves and their members. And we come in as in another kind of guest, maybe quasi member, if you will, for one week a year to say, hey, how do we do things that can make it for a better experience for players and for sponsors and fans? And, and so, also yeah. their club members. I mean, the club members participate, yeah. too. Oh, they absolutely do. They, and I mean, a number of the volunteers, we have over almost 2,000 volunteers that helped to put the event together. We couldn't do the event without our volunteers, frankly. It's true of many events in town. You know that well. We have a large number of Detroit Golf Club members raise their hand to be volunteers. Our former mayor, Dennis Archer, is the leader of our volunteer force, and a lot of Rocket Mortgage employees, team members participate in that as well. So we're really fortunate to have a great partnership with their membership who, as you said, have done a number of things and made a lot of decisions to make emotional and financial investments to uh, improve the facility and the experience for all of our guests. And it's so great that it is in the city. I did see Mayor Archer, and he was he was having a ball. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, moving that many people around a golf course has got to be, it, it has to take a lot of strategy in terms of you've got the players moving, you've got the people moving, you've got the vendors delivering things to the chalets, et cetera. So that orchestration has got to be almost like a symphony. Yeah, it really is. It takes time to put it together, and a lot of people, a lot of primary and secondary partners that we work with. Uh, we have hundreds, actually, of, of vendor partners that, that we'll work closely with in addition to kind of our core team. And you put together a plan, an operational plan, a sales and marketing plan. And, you know, on-site, it's interesting. Like, you you know, and you know this, I mean, in, in the event business, you kind of put a plan together and kind of organize where you think people are going to go. And then people show up and kind of go where they want to. Um, <laughs> yes, isn't uh, that the truth? Yeah, isn't is, that the it, truth? And you end it, up having it, it, bottlenecks and things you don't expect. Yeah, <laughs> right. And, and so as we have kind of over time added hospitality structures or tents or fan experience areas and then start to reroute where we think fans are going to go, then there's always a little twist to that too because as, as we're saying, fans are going where they want to go. So we've made those modifications and um, I feel overall, you know, given that we've had three very different 
years, I think I feel good about, you know, what we as a team and the community has done to, to put together a great event and one that I think puts a spotlight in the city, which is really Dan Gilbert's vision ultimately is how do I put a spotlight in the city, all the great work that he and his team at Rocket Mortgage has done and we as a community has done to take this to make its great American city to make it what it is today, which is not only a great place to work and to live, but to play. And, and we're kind of the playful part of all that. I think that's fantastic, and I know uh, one aspect of the classic is really the philanthropy, the philanthropic programs that you've developed have really been extraordinary. Thanks. In 2000, when we head into the pandemic, it was clear there was a, shot, a big spotlight that was shined upon a big underlying address issue in the city, and it was lack of connectivity. And it's something that Jay Farner, chairman of our boards, you know, Rocket Mortgage, along with our fellow board members, we made a decision, we're going to turn this event on its head focus all of our charitable efforts and initiatives, all of our dollars uh, to addressing and closing this massive digital divide that existed in our city. And so all of the dollars, uh, you know, uh, well over $2 million last year and more this year that we'll be announcing here in September um, are going to do just that. We partnered with the city of Detroit. Uh, Connect 313 is an initiative that's in town where we're going around and doing data capture, digital literacy training, a number of initiatives to improve connectivity and closing in this digital divide that exists in our city as soon as possible. And so we're well on our way to doing that. We do have a ways to go. But we've made some really great strides out of the gate here and, and feel great about our mission because it is what this is all about. Every PGA Tour event is a 501c3. All proceeds go towards fulfilling our mission, in this case, to help change the course in Detroit. It's such a spectacular impact that you're having, and I really am very appreciative of that, as I'm sure all the people in Detroit are with these initiatives. The tournament itself was pretty exciting. You had people from all over the world. The gentleman from Australia who won the tournament, Cam Uh, Davis, is sort of someone that came up from behind, right? He really did. I mean, Cam is a great ball striker, and all of them are the PGA Tour and he was hitting the ball incredibly all week and finally started making some putts and got himself into contention and this would be the second time we've had in our three years a first time winner on the PGA Tour Nate Lashley incredible story in our first year him winning and and of course, Bryce and DeChambeau last year, and then, and then Cam this year. But it was great. It was such an amazing finish. I had not been a part of other professional golf events, and I had not yet been a part of a, of a playoff like that. And it was just, it was incredible to see a finish. I get goosebumps here talking about it. Just being a part of that experience and seeing all the fans go out, many of which who had not been a part of a, of a playoff themselves either like that. And one thing I won't ever forget is walking up the fourth playoff hole on 14, which is a par five. And... We're approaching, Tim Berkmeyer and I from Rock and Warrior, approaching the green. Players are in front of us, and the entire 1899 club, which is the hospitality structure behind 14, is filled, packed with people, none of which who had a credential into the club, but security had long gone. And they helped themselves. <laughs> and no social seats, distancing, no. Which is fine. No, they were up there enjoying themselves. <laughs> and literally, the wave, I don't, it probably has been caught on television. I haven't even yet been able to watch the entire telecast in its totality yet, but they were doing the wave from left to right, the full blown wow. wave, chanting USA up there, I think pulling for Troy. Uh, Merritt, who was the remaining American left in the playoff at that time. But it was just just a really neat week to, to cap it off and see fans probably ha- not having done the wave, let alone attend a golf tournament, not having had an opportunity to do the wave in probably two years. Or maybe or or right even at a golf there. tournament. I don't know how often they do waves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely think we might be able to say, we'll have to talk about being first, best, and only. We probably were for sure the first you know, golf event to have had the wave done at it post uh, 
post, uh, you know, kind of COVID and everyone be able to come back out to the events. So mm-hmm. it was really neat to see and just, just a really fun way to cap off a really great week. So looking back, you know, now that you've had a couple of weeks and a, a little bit of vacation, was there any lessons learned in terms of the staging? Because, you know, last year you had no fans and all of a sudden you had a lot of fans. And what could you share yeah. about that? Well, I mean, I think the, you know, some of the lessons learned is we kind of gather them now, right? We're in that mode right now here, just uh, not even a few weeks after the event. But I'd say that in times like these, when there are a lot of labor shortages that are happening right now, we stay very coordinated with our vendors and and thought that we followed our very similar process of kind of periodic checkpoints on how they're doing and making sure we're aligned with scope and, and deliverables. I think that'll change over time, but certainly the, the challenge with something like that is is people not showing up, and and you've got to still take care of business when you're when you're on the tournament and right in the heart of it. After the tournament's over, how long does it take you to get everything back to normal at the Detroit <laughs> Golf Club? Does, <laughs> I bet it takes well, weeks. Yeah, as fast as possible. So we we have about you know call it sixty five days to move in, if you will, and about twenty one days to move out, which has been challenging mainly because of the severe weather pattern that has rolled in and we've had as as many of us know here in Detroit a lot of severe very wet weather and all the work that we do at a golf event is done outside and so you know it's been challenging to stay on schedule frankly when you're having to clear you know workers off a property to be able to remove structures and a lot of facades that we have up around the facility we've stayed I, I give the team we had an amazing team experienced team and working closely with our partners at Detroit Golf Club to do that. They've been very patient and understanding. And, Absolutely. Uh, I um, often uh, say to my team that if you're in the event business, the unexpected is the expected. <laughs> there's so, always, when you're when you're dealing with a lot of people, there's always something that you don't plan for, and so you have to be very very resilient. Tell us about next year. What are your plans for the tournament next year? We're excited about you know our fourth year, uh, you know our second year our second hopefully our second real year where we can kind of take our plans for this year and replicate them that we've come off of uh what we did this year we're excited about next year i mean it, it's really one of those where you know coming off of the champions that we have we've got you know three first year winners um an established winner in bryce and our field was the best field we've ever had this year so we're excited about the players that are going to be coming in really excited too just to be back at detroit golf club they've done an amazing job with the course improvements we're going to continue to make some modifications as we head into next year as well and we're excited too as we head into next year to be able to just continue to advance our charitable mission and, and come up with some additional initiatives and programming to help in the digital divide which we hope to announce the way we kind of use our cycle from a planning standpoint is between now and the uh Actually, the 27th of September, we will be holding our Fall Classic, which is a way that we bring some players back. Lexi Thompson, Ricky Fowler, Bryson DeChambeau will be coming back to a Detroit Golf Club. We'll hold an event to kind of put a cap on this year. And then we'll also introduce our new product ladder, our new offerings to fans and sponsors um, at that time as well. And so it's an exciting time for us to kind of announce our charitable giving while also turning the page on this year and looking towards next year. Our date should be solidified rather soon. Uh, for next year, we'll have some same time frame, there. basically, Jason. Yeah, probably so. in yeah, there. Yeah, we, yeah. We've always we've always fluctuated, like you know, a week or two here, and we expect the same as we had next year. But we're right in that summer core, and uh, are just really excited to have an amazing, uh, an amazing fourth year. So it sounds like the Rocket Mortgage Classic is here to stay for many, many years. 
Well, we'd like to think so. And uh, we've certainly got off to an amazing start and are getting incredible support from not only Rocket Mortgage, but the entire community. Everyone seems to have rallied around it, which is true of many events in town. We've got a number of amazing special events that take place. We're just one of them and happy to be a part of that community and feel like we've built a really strong base, continue to try and build on it year in, year out. And are very excited about what the future holds. Well, Jason, it's been wonderful talking to you today. Jason Langwell, who's executive director of the Rocket Mortgage Classic, an incredible event that took place just a few weeks ago here in Detroit, Michigan. Thanks again, Jason. Thanks, Tabby. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Pivot with a new interview posted on the second and fourth Tuesday of each month. To listen to new episodes, or if you'd like to be a guest on this program, visit www fulkersongroup.com for more information. Until next time, don't forget to renew, reinvent, and energize.